listen, I don't, I don't want this to be a solemn atmosphere because we have to remember with, without the shedding of blood, there could be no redemption of sin. I know we've got some people that's dressed in black, and I know it seems like a solemn atmosphere. I know we don't have our keyboardists, but can we begin to lift up something to God? Come on. We should be happy about life, happy that he gave us life, happy that abundant life comes through him. Come on, somebody lift something up to God. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. God, you're worthy and worthy to be praised. There's none like you, God. Awesome you are, God. Great you are, God. You are great and greatly to be praised. Come on, somebody don't get tired. Begin to bless his name. Begin to worship him. Begin to acknowledge who God is. God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. God, you're worthy. Hallelujah. 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 I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm happy about being in the land of the living. I'm happy about being in the land of the living. Listen, Kobe Bryant was 41 years old. That's five more years from now for me. I'm happy to be in the land of the living. Hallelujah. If you happy to be in the land of the living, Hallelujah. We can't take any hour for granted. Take up your Bibles and stand to your feet. Can't take any minute for granted. Some people walk, walk around here with Solomon and, and sour faces. No, I'm, I'm, I don't care if I got bills due. I'm just glad I'm living. I, I don't, I, my, my grandmother said something, and she started giving thanks for the pain in her knees because yes, some folk yes. can't feel no pain. I'm thank, I thank God I'm in the land of the living. I don't know about y'all, but I'm grateful. Somebody give God a grateful praise. Hallelujah. To be in the, the land of the living. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10. So glad that it's Black History Month as well. Me and my wife were watching um, the movie Harriet. Know all the sacrifices that people made, that, I, that we could stand here free. Somebody say I'm free. So grateful that God made us free and free indeed. First chapter, First Peter chapter four, verse ten. If you're there, say I'm there. First Peter chapter four, verse ten through eleven. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible. It says God has given each of you a gift. Somebody say a gift from His variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Somebody say serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others do it with all strength and energy that God supplies? Then everything, somebody say everything, you do will give, bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Verse number 10 says this. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord, and as you're taking me, um, seats, tell your neighbor you're anointed to serve. You're anointed to serve. I, I, I've been on this series called Anointed for One Another. Um, that means uh, I, I said this, that our first ministry is our family. Somebody say my family. But when I come into the house of God, my first ministry is the family of God. Somebody say the family of God. Many people get 
and come to church and serve everybody else other than the family of God. Matter of fact, they serve themselves. But tell your neighbor, the devil is a lie. So, so we're anointed for one another. I talked about being anointed to love, and this morning I want to talk about anointed to serve. And hear this, the measure of success that you receive from the kingdom of God is determined by the measure in which you serve the people of God. I hope I heard what I just said. The measure of success, the reason why many people don't receive success in the kingdom of God, because we never serve the people of God. So if I want this measure of success, tell your neighbor, you got to serve. This is why Jesus declared in Matthew 23, 11, that the greatest among you must first be your servant. Uh, yet one of the saddest tragedies in the body of Christ is that many believers watch this, especially those in leadership, seek those, the people of God to serve them rather than them serving the people of God. I'm going to give you all a prime example. Many pastors and preachers love to have people following behind them, love to have, have people saying, Pastor, do you need anything, rather than them serving the people of God. And you wonder why there's no success in their life because they are so focused on people serving them rather than them serving the people. Tell your neighbor, I want to serve the people. I want to serve the people even more. Believers um, believe that they're entitled to be served. And this sense of entitlement, watch this, has hindered their ability to be exalted. I don't want to have this entitlement spirit. I know my baby, Soraya, thinks she's entitled to everything. But if she keeps having that spirit as she grows up, she'll hinder herself from being exalted. The, the, the very reason that the, there's a holdup on our promises might be because we have a spirit of entitlement. Because watch this. Servanthood postures us in a continual seat of humility. And humility is my prerequisite to be exalted. If I always want to find myself in this seat where God will exalt me, I got to always posture myself in a place of humility. Somebody say humility. And the reason why people ain't being exalted is because people don't have a humble spirit. I, I, it, it takes humility to serve. I don't know about y'all, but it takes humility to serve people. Watch this, even people who don't deserve to be served. Many times God will call you to serve somebody who got a nasty attitude. Many times God will call you to serve somebody who ain't got their life all together. But it will keep me in a place of humility to serve somebody that's jacked up. Because watch this, I'm jacked up too. I want to be in this place of, or, or posture that I could be exalted. And this is why Jesus continues with these words in verse 12 of Matthew 23. He who humbles themselves shall be exalted. Somebody say shall be. That, 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 that's a promise, y'all. And herein lies one of the reasons the body of Christ has not experienced the level of success that was promised to us. When Jesus was about to leave this earth and be ascended, Notice what Jesus said. He said, greater works. So, so there was this level of success, watch this, that was promised to believers. But the only reason that we are, are failing to see these greater works is because we fail to serve one another. We've got to serve one another. Even more, Jesus declared this in Mark 10, 45, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life a ransom for many. That's why we took communion this morning, y'all, because he served one another. 
the Lord came to serve one another, and so should we. Tell your neighbor, so should you, so should you. Consider this word come in Mark chapter 10. It's the Greek word which in, in one definition is likened to one who comes as a military leader. I, I want y'all to catch what I just said. This word that, 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 that Jesus is speaking, he came to serve, is one who comes as a military leader. Why is this significant? Because military leaders don't come on their own accord. So, so what am I trying to say? Jesus was authorized to serve. Somebody say authorized. He, he, he was also on assignment to serve. Somebody say he was on assignment. And, and that means he was also anointed to serve. So, so here's the question we've got to ask ourselves. How well have you used your authority to serve one another? How, how faithful have you been to the assignment to serve one another? And have we been good stewards of our anointing to serve one another? If we find difficulty answering these questions concerning our anointing to serve, then we may be the very reason that our success has been held up in our lives and in Christ's life. Tell your neighbor, I don't want to be the hold up. I don't want to be the hold up, y'all. This is why we find the Apostle Peter in our foundational text urging believers to serve one another. And it's interesting to note in, in verse number 8 of 1 Peter chapter 4 that the apostle Peter says, before he says serve one another, y'all, watch this, he says love one another. Somebody say love one another. Because you can't genuinely serve people that you do not love. Don't serve me if you don't love me. Because ill intentions can lead to ill incidents. There's people who serve with ill intentions, and it will lead to ill incidents. I don't want nobody, if my wife don't love me, don't serve me another chicken plate again. I need, I need her to love me. And why? Because serving without love has caused some people to put poison in people's food. I don't know about y'all. Some people who have served without love have caused people to slander one another's name. And if you serve without love, it causes some to simply deceive and destroy. Baby, don't serve me if you don't love me. That means our anointing to serve, watch this, is only as good as our submission to our anointing to love one another. You got, and this is why that churches are not packed today. You got folk serving, but you ain't got folk loving. This is why the world does not come into church because we know how to dress up in our black. We know how to put on our tab. We know how to serve communion, but we don't know how to love. Don't serve me if you don't know how to love me. I need somebody loving me before they serve me. And that, that, that means we need the desire to love one another before we desire to serve one another. Because many people will serve you to try to get a platform. Many people will try to serve you to try to just get on your good side because I know they got the hookup. But I want to serve because I want to give God honor. Somebody say, I want to give God honor. So, 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 but this morning I want to reveal from our text what our anointing to serve entails so that we can be good stewards of the weight and God's will for our anointing. Let, let's examine the text. Let's look at the first portion of, of verse number 10. The Bible says God has given each of you a gift. Let's stop right there. We've all been equipped to serve. Therefore, we have no excuse to 
concerning our ability to serve one another. Tell your neighbor, I've been equipped. What, what do I mean? That when God anointed us to serve, he also appointed us with a gift to serve. All right, so say, nobody's without excuse. We're without excuse. Our anointing to serve, hear this, my first point has been appointed. Our anointing to serve is appointed. This, this is why our foundational text says God has given each of you a gift. Somebody say all of us. That, that means you don't have to ask for a, a, a gift that's already been appointed to you. Many people feel I'm not equipped to serve. I don't know how to serve. I don't know the X, Y, and Z to serve. But God says I already equipped you before the foundations of the world. We're, 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 we're without excuse. Nobody should have an excuse about why they can't serve. And herein lies one of the problems with many believers. We either watch this, covet the gift of another, or we don't believe we have any gifts and therefore negate our anointing to serve. What a sad tragedy. We've got to stop denying another's gift. We've got to stop denying our gift, and we've got to receive the fact that God has dispensed a gift in me. This, this is, there's always, in a lot of churches, there's a disconnect from the pulpit to the pew. And we elevate the pulpit because we feel like they're in this, uh, this place of esteem where they're the only ones that can do the work of the Lord and in the body of Christ suffers. Tell your neighbor, we suffer. We've all been equipped. And God is trying to say, I I've given him one gift, but I've given you a gift as well. Right? And, and notice this, hear this, this gift is not to be hidden. This gift is not to hype somebody up, but this gift is so that you can serve one another. If we're struggling with our appointed gift, then our prayer must be, Lord, reveal the gift that's been deposited in me. And some, so many of us struggle with this thing. I'm not good enough for church. I got too many sins on me to serve in a church. I got so, I, my past is all jacked up because of where I've been. And God is saying, I just need you to posture yourself so that I can reveal what's been deposited in you. We can't, and watch this, we can't reject what's irrevocable. No, th th this is why Romans eleven twenty nine. 29, I believe it's on our screen, for the gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. Th this word irrevocable in Romans 11 is the Greek word that means to not change his mind. That, that means whenever God deposited something in our life, he will never deny us the use of that gift to serve one another. Wow. That, that means when, when, when God conceived me, watch this, in his mind, he deposited some things in my belly, and when I was made manifest in the earth realm, I can't deny what's been deposited in me. Yeah, yeah. Here's my prayer, y'all. We got to ask God, God, what's been deposited in me? God, there's something that I can do for the kingdom of God. I ain't got to be no bishop. I ain't got to be no pastor. I ain't got to have no collar around my neck. I ain't even got to know what communion means, God. I just got to know that you've deposited something in me that's called for the body of Christ. Tell your neighbor, there's something in me. There's something in me. And one of the reasons that, that many believers watch this, struggle with this, is because the enemy will always attack what's appointed. Watch this, and it is no different with our gifts to serve. Whenever the enemy knows that God has appointed something or anointed something, he will always attack. Tell your neighbor, he'll always attack. So, so notice this. Even more, the enemy wants to magnify the spirit of doubt, all right, concerning our gifts so that we can deny our gifts. When, when, whenever we feel 
like we're insignificant, whenever we feel like we're irrelevant, whenever we feel like we can just sit and nobody notices me, we've allowed the enemy to win. Y'all know people have left churches because they felt like they, they, they were invisible. They, they felt like they got it all together so nobody will miss me. And God says, I've deposited something in you for this body. And as soon as you leave, there's something that somebody needed inside of you that they've lost out on. Tell your neighbor, it won't be me. It won't be me. And don't, don't doubt what has been deposited because our anointing to serve has been appointed. So here's my first point. My, our anointing to serve has been appointed. Here's the next portion. Let's look at the next portion of verse 10. From his great variety of spiritual gifts. Ms. Ivera, can you give me my um, towel, please? The gift you've been appointed with, watch this, is not generic, but it's authentic. Somebody say authentic. What, what, what do I mean? One definition of authentic is not an imitation, but original. So in other words, your gift to serve is unique. So here's my second point. Our anointing to serve is authentic. That's good news to me, y'all. That, 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 that my gift, it, I, although we've all been given gifts, my gift is different from Pastor Cole. My gift is different from Lady Serena. My gift is different from MIT Sharon. We've all been given an authentic gift. Somebody say authentic. That, 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 that's good. So here's, here, here's what that means. Uh, notice, notice that our text says that our anointed to serve was given from the Lord's variety of spiritual gifts. This word variety in the Greek means different or diverse. That means there's no need to covet another's gift because God was creative with the gift he gave me. That, that, that's good news to me, y'all. That, 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 that I know Pastor Cole can prophesy from morning to night. I, I know that, that Minister Chantel can pray on her face 24-7. But here's the good news. They may have that gift, but my gift has been created by God. Amen. It was creative. That, that's good news, y'all. I, I know Bishop Noel Jones got revelation like nobody business. But when he put a gift in me, he was creative with my gift. So tell your neighbor, somebody say, I'm necessary. So, so we've got to re receive that for ourselves, that I'm necessary. And many of us get in these places where we're down in the dumps, where we feel like oh, nobody don't need me at that church. I don't need to go around nobody because I've been in my sin, and you don't know what's in you is necessary. No, notice this, I, I want y'all to hear me, and don't receive it with any kind, of, any kind of malice. When I don't see you, something that you had in you was necessary for me. When, when you're missing because you feel like I'm having a bad day, when I don't see you, Miss Ivera, you're necessary. And many people feel like they're not necessary in the body of Christ. What a sad tragedy, y'all. I'm necessary. What's depositing you to serve is diverse. Somebody say special. Even more, that means our anointing to serve simply shouldn't be encouraged, but it's essential. Somebody say necessary again. This is why 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25 through 26 declares this. It says, so that there should be no division in the body. When you're missing, there's division. 
that, 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 is, that is parts that should have equal concern for each other. When, when you're missing, somebody's missing out and there's concern in the body. If one part suffers, every part suffers. When you're gone, somebody suffers. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. That means you don't serve with your gift. When you don't serve, someone suffers. Tell your neighbor, don't cause me to suffer. The, the question we got to ask ourselves is who suffered as a result of your inability to serve? When, when, when you're missing, it's not just that we missed you that day somebody suffered. And I don't want to suffer as a result of your inability to serve. Tell your neighbor, don't cause me to suffer. Don't cause me to suffer. I, 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 love, I love when you got folk that know how to intercede. We, 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 we needed some intercession on last week, and, 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 and Shakita interceded, and, I, and I, I was so grateful for that, because if she would have been missing, we would have suffered. That's, that's why my wife was saying it. It's not because the church is slim today, but somebody, watch this, is suffering. That you, 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 you may not preach, you may not pray, but your very presence causes me, watch this, to have another level of strength. I, I, I missed out on my strength. Watch this, because you were missing. I missed out on my strength. I, I, I told, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't put her on a pedestal, y'all. Don't, don't get me this way. And I know Miss Cindy is on assignment, but whenever I see her face, it gives me another level of strength. All right? But I know she's on assignment, so in the spirit, she's giving me strength, y'all. But when we just come missing for any kind of reason, because when the enemy has beat us up and we feel like I can't be around the folk today, somebody suffers. Somebody say somebody suffers. Somebody suffers. That, that, that means, watch this, uh, I don't want to suffer because of your unwillingness to serve. Even more, notice this, it's not enough to simply serve one another, but it's more vital to serve one another with the gift that's authentic to you. So this is why, you know, when you start churches, you just got to put people in place because we, there's needs all over the place. But at some point, you want to start putting people in the right place. Somebody say the right place. Because it's not enough to serve, but I need you to serve with the authentic, authentic gift that's within you. Right? Because watch this. Anointing only rests upon that which is authentic. Somebody say power. The only way that I have a level of power in my gift as I serve is if the anointing can rest upon it. And the anointing will only rest on that which is authentic. All right, so, so the reason he might be saying, well, Pastor Keith, why my presence don't give you no strength? Maybe that's not, maybe presence isn't your gift. It's okay. Power rests on her just because of her presence. Maybe I just need you to smile. Yeah. Smile some days and it'll give me some strength. I, I, want, I want what's authentic. So the reason, watch this, that many people don't operate in power in the body of Christ is because they play around with gifts that are not authentic to them. That means gifts that are not, that are not designed for them or neither have they been deposited in them. Preaching with no power. Somebody say not authentic. Praying with no power, somebody say not authentic. And proclaiming with no power, somebody say not authentic. We, I don't, I don't need, listen, I told, oh, Jesus, I, I, was, I was teaching our ministers and training this morning. 
and I ask them about their motivation for ministry. And I wanted to hear that the Spirit had led them concerning this place of ministry. Because here's why. I don't have time as a pastor to play around with people that I put on the pulpit. Because just because you have a desire to preach, you can preach but not have any power. And we've sat in too many services with preaching with no power. We sat in too, because watch this, we want to play around with gifts that, have not, are, that are not authentic. I ain't, got, I ain't got time to be playing around with that stuff. Listen, listen, we left church, and just a few hours later, Kobe Bryant died. And, and watch this, they said Kobe was in church, y'all, before he died. So, so it, it was essential that the one who was delivering the word had a level of power. So we run here trying to try stuff out. Well, it was this one comedian saying, you trying stuff, you trying stuff, and it ain't word. We ain't got time to be trying stuff. I don't know when I walk out them doors if it'll be my last time. So I want to sit under some worship, watch this, with power. I want to sit under prayer with power. That, you know, this is why I love when Jackie and Miss Nicole are at the door greeting because they greet. Right? God, has, God has anointed them to serve in that capacity. And I could just see their face. And I, I maybe my kids may have been acting crazy in that morning. And Serena said, how, how, how you did it? She, I walked into a place where people were talking. That's good news, y'all. We got a lot of churches with folk with no power. Stop playing with gifts that don't belong to you. Even more, watch this. Stop playing with God. Operating in stuff that has not been ordained for you. The black church is guilty of that. Because your daddy was a preacher, don't mean you need to be one. Because your daddy was an apostle, don't mean you need to be one. I need to know, God, what's authentic to me? God may have called you to write. And, 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 and through your writing, God is giving you and levied a level of power. I want, I want power. Y'all tell your neighbor I want power. I want power. If you want power, you got to make sure that you operate in the gift that's authentic to you. I'm going to serve. Watch this. I want to serve with power. His anointing. Somebody say his anointing. Therefore, we got to ask God, God, what unique gift have you deposited in me? God, I know you called me to serve, but I want to know the gift that you called me um, to serve and operate in. And sometimes it causes you. This way you can do some little trial and error. I'm just calling folk out this morning. Just let me call folk out, y'all. Bree is feeling this level, not, not my sister-in-law, but this Bree over here. It's feeling, it's, it's feeling a tug on her heart to serve in the body of Christ. So I had her back there with the ministers in training just so that God can begin to stir some stuff up in her. Not saying she's going to be a minister in training, but we're trying to find out, watch this, what's unique in me. And too many times we get complacent on what God has deposited and somebody's missing out on my power. So she's trying with all diligence to find out the gift that's with inside her. Too many people tell you, no, just sit down, daughter, because you ain't got no gift. God, you, you, matter of fact, you don't look like what power should look like. You know, we, we, got, this, we got this inclination of what we think power should look like. 
Y'all ain't gonna never catch me in these. Uh, I, I did it for one season. I ain't gonna do it in this season. Everybody got got all these robes on and got all these hats on and got all this stuff on, and you ain't got no level of power. Not so for me. You can look like power and still not operate in power. Consider First Corinthians chapter twelve, seven through ten. I believe it's on the screen. Notice this. It says, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit. Somebody say the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues. And notice it still to another the interpretation of tongues. If it's wisdom, then serve one. If it's healing, then serve one another. If it's faith that's been deposited in you, serve one another. Because the anointing, watch this, only accompanies that which is authentic. I want power, y'all. Tell your neighbor, I want power. So you got to operate on what's authentic. Let's, let's look at the latter portion of, of uh, 20. It says, now use them well to serve one another. All of us, watch this, are required to give an account. And there's no different with our anointing to serve. So here's my third point. Our anointing to serve requires an account. Somebody say it requires an account. If we're going to have to give an account, our desire must be that God will say, well done. I, 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 that should all be our desire. I don't know about y'all. I don't come to church just to come to church. Because matter of fact, I don't come to church for y'all to say well done. I come to church so he might say well done. And here's the problem with a lot of folk in the church. We serve with the, with the desire for somebody else to tell me well done. And this is why people preach stuff that God has not ordained because I'm trying to preach so you will say well done rather than God. I want, I want, I want, I want him to say well done. And the only way that he'll say well done is when, watch this, we serve well. This is why our foundational text says use them Somebody say, my gifts. Well, to serve one another. If, if he's going to say, well done, we've got to serve well. So some virgins say, steward the gift. In other words, we are managing, watch this, a gift that does not belong to us, but, but a gift that belongs to God. And this is why James 1.17 declares, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Matter of fact, y'all think the gift is about you when it's really about God. And that's the problem with a lot of folk. And we believe this is why they get it twisted and think folks should serve them. Y'all got to catch what I just said. This is why you got preachers with about 15 armor bears and 15 members. Because they don't realize that you're not the gift. The gift came from God. I'm not the gift, y'all. The gift came from God. And I've got to make sure that I steward a gift. Watch this. That does not belong to me. Everything attached to the Father requires an account to the Father. So the question we must ask ourselves, what type of account will we be able to give God concerning the gifts that he's given us? I got to ask myself that, y'all. If I want him to say, well done, God, God, what kind of account will I be able to give? Will I be able to say, no, I, I, I chased after platforms. I chase after preaching engagement. I chase after promotions, and I never chased after you. 
Because I got, and notice this, when something doesn't belong to me, I got to ask folk how to use it. Here's what I'm trying to, you know, you can let folk borrow money and then they act like the money now belongs to them. So, so, so they, don't, they don't tell you when they're going to give it back. They don't tell you how they're going to give it back because they've had this assumption now that it belongs to them. But when something don't belong to me, I need, girl, when you need this back, how you want it back? You need cash in the shake, you need cash. Give it back just how I gave it to you. <laughs> I, 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 I need, I, I, I need, I gotta know, I've gotta, I've gotta ask God, how do you want me to manage what you've given me? So, so I can't just operate, watch this, on my own accord with what he's given me. I, I know, I, there was, there's a pastor in this city. He got, he got, I believe it's a $73 million campus. And it was at the point where I knew God had called me to pastor. He said, I want you to be a local missionary. I want, I want you to do this and that. And I was so It was nothing wrong with the ministry. It was a ministry that was doing things well in the community. So, so I felt like that I could probably negotiate with God. <laughs> that, that God, you, you know they're doing a good word. God, 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 and matter of fact, I'm going to bless your name while I do it. But I had to realize he had called me to something. And many of us try to negotiate with stuff. And the enemy will paint stuff that looks so good. But we fail to ask God, how do you want me to use this gift that you deposited in me? I've got, I've got to ask God, did you serve? I've got to ask myself, did I serve with my gift with every opportunity that God gave me? Did I, did, did I sit on my gift until I deemed myself worthy or ready to serve? Did I allow someone, watch this, to talk you out of serving with my gift? Answers to these questions will reveal if we served one another well and if God would tell us, well done. I want to hear well done. Tell your neighbor, I want to hear well done. So, so, so hear this. How well you serve one another with your gifts is determined. Watch this. Not only by your interactions with one another concerning your gifts, but also determined by your idleness. Y'all know y'all think God is going to tell you, girl, you did that, and son, you did that. Not, not just by your interactions, but he will, your, he'll, my, my, my ability to hear well done is determined by my idleness with my gift. That's, that's why I'm so proud of you, Bree, that you're not trying to sit idle on your gift, but you're trying to figure out, God, how do I serve with this gift? And this is why Matthew 12, 36 says, but I say to you that for every idle, somebody say idle. Idle word, men may speak that they will give an account of it in the day of judgment. So that means, watch this, hear me, your passivity with your gift to serve will determine your account just as much as your participation in your gift to serve. Your, 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 your passivity, your, 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 I ain't ready, they, they ain't call my name, they, they ain't say that I can be in the MIT class, nobody ain't recognizing the gifts that's within me. Okay, sit passive with your gift. 
and it will determine if God will say, well done. Not just about how you participate, but your passivity as well. Either way, you will have to give an account. Somebody say, I got to give an account. I got to give an account. So hear this. I said that, that one thing we got to remember, that our gift to serve has been I, I give to serve must be authentic. And I, and I give to serve, watch this, I, I, I got to realize that, that it does not belong, but it belongs. And watch this. Uh, verse 11 says this, do you have um, the gift of helping others? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. Because we got y'all wait so we can get to our Super Bowl parties, y'all. No, 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 shit. Our anointing to serve requires sensitivity to the spirit of God. You, you can't serve well if you're not sensitive to his spirit. Why? Because we must only serve, watch this, where we've been authorized. Somebody say authorized. Our anointing to serve requires God's authorization. Because watch this, our declaration must be, God give us the grace to serve only, watch this, he only gives us grace to serve where his spirit has sent us. If I want to operate in this level of grace, and I was telling the MITs this, this is where God empowers you, this is where God equips you, and watch this, this is also where God covers you. Because I'm not always going to get it right with my gift, so sometimes I need God to cover me with my gift. And I need to be in the place of grace. Tell your neighbor I want to be in the place of grace. I want to be in this place of grace. God gives, that, that's where he gives grace. Because watch this, he only supplies for the assignment that has been authorized by him. This is why our text says, do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. We can't serve one another in our own strength. But we only are effective in serving one another when his strength attaches with our gifts. And herein lies the problem with many believers. They're serving where God is not sent. Not a sign and not authorized. Here's a word of wisdom. One of the quickest ways to be drained of your strength is to, is to serve where you have not been sent. And here's what I'm trying to say. We operate in seasons. God is a God that does stuff in seasons. So that the, this is why the Bible says there's a time and a season for everything under the sun. And many people are operating in, in assignments and the season of God is already up. And you wonder why I'm feeling this level of draining and I've been here 20 years, God. I know you sent me here, but I may need to ask God, is my season up? I was in a place where I was losing strength, y'all. I was in a place where I found myself in the hospital overstressed because I was in a place out of season. And the quickest way to drain yourself of the strength that God has supplied is to go and serve in a place where you have not been sent. Watch this, encouraging people that God has not authorized you to encourage. You know you can have the gift of encouragement and encourage somebody and that be the main one that drain you of your strength. Because watch this, the word that I gave you was not enough. So you come to me day after day after day and when God authorizes you, to give you strength to serve somebody else, that strength, watch this, will transfer. I don't, I, I, that, this, this is why I tell people no now. They ask me for stuff, I know I'm not authorized to give you something. And many times, 
because we know we have a gift, we think we should always operate in that gift. And watch this. The enemy knows when you start operating in your gift, the enemy knows the gift that's been put in you. So here's what the enemy does. He sends all kind of people, watch this, to drain you of your strength. Because if he drains you of your strength, somebody that you were authorized for suffers. So I found myself giving of myself to folk that were not authorized to give to. I told folk, you got a whole other church over there. Don't call me for benevolence. You're draining me of my strength. You're calling me for this level of impartation concerning your pastor. You got a whole pastor over there. You're draining me of my strength. And I had to realize this. It took me a while to realize why am I being drained. I feel like I got more tasks than I got time. And matter of fact, I'm taking on tasks that have not been authorized. I don't want to do that, y'all. Giving the people that God has not authorized you to give. Serving in a church, watch this, that God has not authorized you to serve in. Here's the litmus test. If you're serving in an area where you have not been sent, when worship becomes work and when weariness is commonplace. This is how I know I'm serving and God ain't authorized me to serve. And many times you can be in a church and God is saying this is a season where I need you to sit and be poured into and many times people get that confused. They say, well, is my season up here? No, I just got to ask God, God, what do you want me to do in this season? All right, because he's a God that operates in timings and seasons. All right, so I, I want to make sure that I ask God, God, what am I authorized to do? Many times we're authorized just to sit. There's a season where God says, I need to pour in. I, I got to ask God, God, I know this person is asking of me, but God, have I been authorized? This, this is why, and this is just on a whole other subject, this is why you should never give when a church just tells you to give an amount. Have you been authorized to give that amount? And this is why people cannot be cheerful givers in the church because God has not authorized you to give up your whole two weeks of work. God has not authorized you. And, and I heard a bishop say this. They were, they were trying to give them to give a certain amount, and they said, well, how much you want to be blessed? Will you give the hundred or will you give the thousand? No, have I been authorized to give it? That's how I can be blessed. And folks still, watch this, are waiting on blessings, watch this, that have not been authorized in heaven. What a sad tragedy, y'all. They won't get me no more. They won't get me no more. Me and my, me and my wife talked about a season and we, we, that we gave of ourselves. I said this in our prime. We, we gave... And we were so naive, y'all, because we thought that this was the right thing to do. Everybody else was doing it. Everybody else was shouting. Everybody else was running around the church. Everybody else was doing it, but God was looking down in glory and not being pleased. Because you were doing something that I had yet authorized. I want God to authorize it. If, if, if I start doing that, y'all y'all better tell Pastor Keith he done, he done lost his mind. I, I, I started coming around here, the, the Lord said, give an amount. No, has the Lord authorized me? Maybe the Lord told you, Pastor Keith, to give that amount. Not me. You know, you know, folk, folk will say stuff to the people that God has only spoke to them. Lord, I receive it. I'm the one to give the $1,000 seed. Not the people, not the people. So I've got to be mindful of that. 
So, 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 so hear this. Uh, I, I want to make sure that I'm authorized. I want God to give me this level of strength. Now look at this. The Bible says in the last portion, in all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and dominion forever and ever. What am I trying to say? When, when we really want to make sure we're being good stewards of God's anointing, it gives him the acknowledgement that he's due. I, I don't know about y'all, but it's one thing to owe folks something, but it's a whole other thing to owe something to God. Do y'all see what it says in the text? It says that when we do it, we give him glory. So he's saying, until you serve well, until you steward this anointing to serve one another, I miss out on something that's due me. I want y'all to catch this. It's not now that the people just suffering, but somebody say God suffered. God said that, that when you serve one another and you do it well, give me what's due. And, and what I want to give God what's due is his due Many people serve and they take the due that's for God and give it to them. I want to be acknowledged. I want to be recognized. I want to serve so that somebody knows that I can preach like nobody business. And God is saying, watch this, because we got to give an account. Think about owing somebody something, you got to see them, and you got to give an account for that. But then I got to get the glory and I got to give an account for what was due. God is saying, I gave you this. I said, don't just serve for your own reasons, for your own motivations, but serve one another. I want to give God what he owes. I want to give God his due acknowledgement, his due the glory. So we got to make sure, y'all, that we're mindful that this gift serves but without excuse. That, 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 that this gift it's, it's, it's authentic. I, I, I need to know that this gift to serve belongs to God and God alone. That this gift to serve, I got to make sure that I'm authorized to do it. Stop, stop doing stuff because everybody else does it. Stop doing it because the whole church does it. And that has gotten many of us in trouble. But then I want to make sure that I serve one another. I, I, out of all of that, I want to give God his due. I do want to give God his due in this. don't have ministry meetings ain't for any other reason. And I want to say this. If you're a part of this church, find yourself serving. This is a church, and I said this, here's my desire for this church. Not that we're a church known for our church service, but we're known as a church that serves. Let us be that, God. We want to give you the glory. Let's lift our hands and pray. Father, we thank you. God, thank you, God, for this ability to God, let us serve one another, and let us serve one another well so that we might serve one another. God, thank you for the gifts that have been deposited in each and every one of us. We give you the glory for that. God, we are now without excuse. So God, let us operate in that which is authentic. Not what we want to operate in, God, but what you've already designed for our life, designed and deposited. God, let us not preach a word if we ain't authentic in preaching. Let us not pray, God, if we ain't authentic in praying. But God, only let us do, God, what you've given us. And God, 
God will know we'll be so careful, God, to know, God, that when you give us something, we got to do it only according to the things that you say. Because it just don't belong to us, it belongs to you. So, God, we recognize, God, we need to give it away. We don't want to be drained by stress. But, God, we pray now, God, that we do only what is authorized by you. God, we'll listen from heaven. Tell us where to go. Tell us where to encourage. Tell us where to pray. Tell us where to give a word, God. We need your authority, God. For grace, God, comes with that promise. God, we pray now, God, that we'll seek your face. God, many of us have stolen your glory, stolen your authority. But on today, God, we declare that it all belongs to you. That the heart that believes it all. Amen. Give God a hand, God. Praise.